Well, I don't know how your weekend's been, but mine has been tiring. I am tired. I need it, to nap more. It has been a weekend filled of not really doing anything. Well, that's good. And also discovering that I kind of fucked up. What does that mean? Um, I didn't get our Bigfoot recording, and now it's gone. Oh, no! I know! It's okay, oh, we have other recordings that I will be dropping. But I was sad about it. Oh, oh like you didn't get it from, like, Craig or I whatever? I didn't get it from Craig in time. No, yeah, that is... Oh, no! <laughs> That's, like, the one sad thing about Craig, is that he only keeps stuff for a week. And I thought I had gotten it, and I guess I didn't. So when I opened everything up for today, it was like, you have a message from the 6th. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. So. Well, it happens. It's, uh. It is not it the is, first, and it will not be the last. That's true, right. And it is a sad truth about uh, at least this mechanism we use. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's sort of a weird thing. Like, a week seems like so much time. But if you're not specifically focused on something and, like, getting it done, oh, it's, yeah, it goes so fast. Uh, oh. Well, yeah. poops. But I... <laughs> I did get just like angry doing the research today. <laughs> yeah. Because I had to dig into incel culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh I'll be right back. I'm going to turn on a fan. Okay. I like to have just a a little bit of Light air lights. movement. Yeah, so I I got to learn even more about that than I've ever wanted to know. I can imagine. Uh, like the weird thing is when when that first started coming to the forefront, I had heard the term, but I didn't know what it meant. And I didn't learn what that actually referred to until like last fall, I think. Um oh. And so it like I knew that they were, it was it, like sort of just generally referred to kind of assholes on the internet. Um, I thought it was yeah. specifically like an alt right thing. Um, and then somebody clarified that it's like, no, it's basically dudes who uh, just can't get laid and they blame women for it. And I'm like, what? That doesn't, yeah. well, that doesn't make any sense. And it stands uh, for. Uh... Oh gosh, I have it written down. Involuntary celibate is what it stands yeah. for. Yeah, they're like, we want to have sex, but they don't let us. And it's like, maybe you're a piece You of talk shit. to them and they're like, absolutely yeah. not. I would never talk to a woman. And you're like, that's the problem. Yeah, you might, you might have a specific sort of issue for yourself to deal with, bro. Yeah. There's, uh, oh my God. Um, so that's that's fun to dig into. Yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah, that's not disturbing or or upsetting at all. And speaking of which, welcome to uh, Peculiar Pairings, everybody. Hello. Welcome to our show. 
Yeah. Or I'm going to make you feel real sad today. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, um, that that uh, actually kind of leads us into our pairing. Um, I wanted yeah. to the idea of being just a lonely, depressed dude in your mom's basement. Uh, <laughs> that so... is the feeling I got when you told me what all to get. And like, yeah. this is dude who plays lots of video games in mom and dad's basement and has like a neck beard nest. Yeah. And like, like if you're in college and you've got roommates, they're all gone for the weekend with their girlfriends and you're home alone playing world of Warcraft or Starcraft yeah. or some other craft. And, uh, so all you've got is the bottom shelf, just remnants of everybody else's booze, a little yeah. bit of soda and uh cool ranch Doritos. So the treat is obvious. It's Cool Ranch Doritos, and that is, I, I like. I think just kind of the quintessential nerd, like lonely gamer bro snack. Uh, the drink is uh, one shot vodka, one shot bourbon, um, or scotch, kind of, kind of like yeah. brown liquid whiskey area, and then uh, and then one shot of rum, two shots of squirt soda. Shake that all together and be careful with your container because the squirt will make it like pressurize a yes. little bit. Yeah. Pour that over a full glass of ice about halfway and then fill the rest of it with Mountain Dew. And it is, uh, it's sadness in a glass. It's referred to as the sad boy. The sad boy. I could not get squirt without buying a giant two liter thing of it. And I oh. would not drink that much of it. <laughs> okay. That's I don't. I don't know if anyone else in my house would have drank it, so I just went with the Mountain Dew. That's fair. And I feel like it still tastes just as sad. <laughs> just a little less citrusy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that sparked in my brain so much. I, I think um, when I was younger and we were um, playing video games with, at some of our friends' house, they always had Squirt. So I think it's just sort of locked in my brain as like being basement gaming related um and then I right. yeah and then i specifically wanted it to be shaken because i wanted it to have just a little more flatness in there and uh flatten but, the soda just a slight amount make it even sadder yeah and um it turned out okay i had yeah. a little bit yesterday to kind of test the ratios and um it's uh it's getting the job done yeah. And so we, we've talked a little bit about incels already, but what is the specific topic for this week? We are talking about the incel murderer, Elliot Rogers. And this is also known as the Isla Vista killings. Oh, okay. I was, I was only confused because um, I mentioned this to a couple people the other day when I was, I was on Discord chatting with some folks and, and like kind of testing the drink. Uh, yeah while talking to them and they were like incel murder and I'm like yeah it sounds cool and they're like which one and I'm like what uh, <laughs> uh, right yeah the general assumption is just that like aren't they kind of all murderers they just seem like they all fit that category of like well they're enough of an asshole online they've probably killed somebody or something like that there is unfortunately there is more than one but oh. he is one of the first ones Okay, interesting. I honestly yeah. didn't know that there, there were multiple. I just kind of figured that was an assumption people were making, but 
All right. Wow. No, there, there are multiple who. So the thing I have learned about incels is that incels don't necessarily think of themselves as incels. Okay. Because incel is sense. a negative term. Exactly. They're the um, the. I learned way too much about this. <laughs> they are, depending on how far they go, they're either mm. red pill beta males or oh. normies, or they are black pill nihilist versions of that. Black which is pill. like being that they took it from the Matrix and that like you take the red pill or the sure. blue pill. Okay, that's what I was... Yeah, where does the black pill come in? The black pill is someone like Elliot Rogers who takes it too far and murders people. I... I, I okay, that's... this is this is my, like, amazing, like, stupid word side coming out. Like, is this a designation that was bestowed upon them? Like, like, the, like other people on the internet kind of said they're black pill types? Yes. Or... Okay, yeah, okay. Other, I just, they do not self-identify as like a black pill. I'm I'm only getting hung up on this because like like you you had said in the matrix there's only two. And so I was wondering if like they or you had like mistaken that for other, black. No, other okay. people will give that right. up on them later. Fair enough. Yeah, I was just wondering like where that comes from. Yeah. Um I'm going to cite my sources real quick before I dig into this more. So I Absolutely. ABC News Wikipedia. I have the episode Supreme Jackass Part One <laughs> and Two from True Crime Campfire. Oh. And I have CrestResearch.ac.uk. Did you say Crest Research? Yes. Oh, I was thinking the, the toothpaste company. <laughs> like, why are they? It's not the toothpaste company. I want to say they're like associated with like a university. With that, that makes sense. Some kind of yeah research department or something just uh yes um i will say the name of the episode for true crime campfire will come in later oh although okay. they put a nice little spin on it <laughs> oh but yeah so the idea with incel culture is mm. that you have the blue pill which is like you were complacent you were happy just being where you're at as like this beta male. Okay. <laughs> and then the red pill is that you have, you are the person who has woken up to this horrific yeah. culture and you're so woke and tired of getting the leftovers from the chads, which is yeah. who they have dubbed <laughs> as the like the alpha males. And I'm saying yeah. this in quotes because this is so dumb and gross in yeah. my mind. Just which are like quick, the attractive men who get women. The yeah, chat, which is not necessarily a ne like the idea of being an alpha male is not necessarily negative, but to these guys it definitely is. Like like they're yeah. so macho and they're so attractive and like they're they're taking all of the women from us. Yes. But just real quick, in case anyone doesn't know anything what we're talking about, like in the Matrix. You're you're in a computer system. It's like meant to keep humans complacent. And y when 
you are approached by people who are outside the matrix, they will give you a choice of a blue pill or a red pill. When you take the blue pill, you stay in the matrix. It essentially wipes your memory of any sense of being outside. So you are just mm -hmm. stuck inside and you are choosing to stay as a, 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 a yeah. prisoner, essentially. Um, and then if you take the red pill, they wake you up and you go to the, quote, real world. So for me, as a nerd, I kind of take extra offense to that because I'm like, it's meant to, the, it's, it's sort of them framing themselves as, like, freedom fighters. And it's like, it's... no. The whole culture is weird. Oh, I it's... don't doubt it. So, as we said earlier, incel is so short for involuntary celibate, which mm -hmm. often refers to men, it can be women, who are oh, okay. forced. I'm using air right. quotes because it's, they're thinking it's forced, that's not the actual situation, right. to be celibate by the gender that they are desiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, typically it is misogynistic men upset that these other quote-unquote more attractive men are getting the women who they call the Stacys they want. I didn't that, know there was a term for the women. I didn't either. That's until new. This week, so. and, now, well, and now I think it kind of just the nerd side of me is more like, why Stacy? Why that name? Where did that designation come from? It why? just makes me think of Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom oh. got it going on. She's okay, so you might be right. Good, I wrote it for you're just not the girl for me. I know it might no, be that's wrong, probably but... not it, because like the whole song is about him not wanting Stacy, just her mom. Oh, that's I true. Like that, like, <laughs> isn't the why, but that's all I think not, of. Not to mention, neither of the women in that song are rejecting them. He's rejecting this. No. He's rejecting Stacy, and her mom yeah. is just like doing. Now I thing. kind of. Now I kind of hope that's the origin, just because it's even dumber. Like, you, <laughs> everything about your guys' uh, designations yeah. in this makes zero sense. Yeah, so Ugh. basically they have this idea that they have this subpar attractiveness, so because of that, they are now doomed to live <laughs> out their lives unwanted and unloved in any sort of sexual way by women. Yeah. And that is actually because they will ignore women. They will self-isolate <clears throat> and right. become jealous of those who are successful around them with dating and relationships yeah. to the point of anger and hatred. It, it kind of reminds me of a, a statement from an old Simpsons episode where they say, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. And it's like, yeah, yeah they, they sit at home on their computer and they see all these images of these super attractive men getting these super attractive women and they just, but they in like, cause I I've been that guy who's like, you have low self-esteem. You can't put yourself out there. You don't want to risk that sort of pain, but never once like blamed other people. That's the part of this that really blows my mind is it's like, where, how does, how does your psyche and your like perspective get so twisted on that, that you blame everybody else. Yeah, so basically, it is a lot of that. It's like not having the self-esteem to... Because most of the time, most of them don't actually approach women. Right. 
Or they do, and the one time they do, they get a little bit rejected. Yeah. And typically it's not, like, in a sense of, like, that girl is intentionally going out to humiliate that guy. Right. She's like, oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And he's like, how fucking dare she? Mm-hmm. This woman has ripped my heart out. And he sounds like some evil villain in, like, a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And well, goes on like this soliloquy <laughs> of like hatred. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes people can be mean when you put yourself out there. They can be hurtful yeah. now that, you know. But even still, like, I can't imagine, like, like in, in the terms of a one on one interaction. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it's incredibly extreme. And even in the sense of you could, I could understand them blaming someone who rejects them in a really horrifying way of like, of like that person was being mean to me. Like it's their fault that I feel this way. I can understand that sort of momentary setback, so to speak. But yeah, they, they seem to blame women as a general swath Mm -hmm. of society. And it's like, yeah, you're not trying to, to, get into a relationship you're not taking these other people seriously yeah you're not talking to them like they are people and then you do nothing and you just blame them yeah and a lot of it is kind of like the idea that they are being intentionally left out which is not true Mm. right and that these women owe them something and that's where the misogyny comes in is that like they get this idea that like they have to have this woman or whatever or women Mm -hmm. in general and then they're like oh like i'm sorry i'm not interested like for that one person in that one scenario they're like oh i'm sorry i'm not interested you in you like like that and then right it's like oh but you fucking owe me and you're like oh that was the other thing yeah that was the other thing that always struck me about it the the entitlement of it they're like well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a perfectly fine gentleman. I, I deserve this. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, everyone deserves happiness in the of world, course. but it is not owed to you from other yeah. people. Like you, you do have to take certain steps to attempt to find it for yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot. Like, that's the kind of biggest thing that is so weird about it is like the entitlement of it. Like they feel like they deserve it without, without any, risk you know like without putting themselves out there they feel like they they deserve to have this yeah i like to call that nice guy syndrome Mm, mm -hmm. where and you see this a lot where you have like that friend that's like well i don't get why girls don't like me like i'm such a nice guy yeah you're like if you were a nice guy you don't have to say that you don't have to (laughs) convince other people around you that you are a nice guy because most guys who actually are nice people don't have to convince others and they also kind of don't think that they're nice guys because they're like i can always be a better human yeah i i coincidentally i went i i saw a reddit post today about a guy who's like he's like i'm such a nice guy no he's like i'm super attractive um i've been with like 25 women um but i've been on like okay. a dry spell for like two years and i'm super great and i don't understand why nobody will like like i don't understand how suddenly i can't you know uh uh like meet anybody or whatever and humble yourself sir 
And the, that specific, that specific word came up where multiple people ended up commenting. They're like, well, dude, you got to try a little humility. You, you know, stop. You're, you're focusing so much on yourself. Um, and like, you're, you're not trying to better yourself. You're not thinking about like, you, you are just thinking how great you are. Why doesn't anybody else want you? And he literally replies almost like it's a, like it's a joke that he's like, I'm the most humble person you'll ever meet. And it's like, you know who doesn't have to say no. that they're humble? People normal who people. express, yeah. No, yeah, first of all, just normal people, but like, yeah. people who express genuine humility don't go around saying how humble they are. And then there were multiple people who commented like, dude, go back through your own Reddit history and look at all your posts. You have problems. Like, you're angry. And you, you are angry uh, and you need, you need a little therapy. Yeah, it's fine. Most people could benefit from therapy. Yeah, and and the one thing that they did give him is that, like based on the history that you've laid out, you probably because like I, he didn't post any pictures, and they're like, you probably are a very attractive person, and you spent a lot of your younger years trading on that, so you yeah. you were able to attract a lot of people because of your physical makeup. But then they all learned what a dick you are. <laughs> like, and then they, they learned learn. the personality that came with yeah. the face. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, that stereotypical pretty boy who has just the worst, like, arrogance about them. And they're like, yeah, they don't like you. You've got to work on yourself. Everyone can always improve. Mm -hmm. So that is, without getting too deep into incel culture and why it makes me so angry, yeah. that is where the basis of our story lies with yes. Elliot Rogers. Sorry, we so, got we, yeah, we got so so far on to just incel yeah. in general. I forgot that we had like one specific person. Which it is. I mean, up. it is important for this story. It is. So right, right. Buckle up. Here we go. Oh, um, boy. I am going to put a few warnings out there. Is that oh, there is some very deeply problematic misogynistic views that he yeah. carried. And for anyone where that is like very troubling for you, just yeah, know that that is what you were in for. Way. Yeah, I was gonna say like the way that this was set up, and not to mention that uh, you said it was like a murderer. It's probably not going to be a happy story. So no, it unfortunately is not a happy story. Yeah. Fair, fair warning to everyone: there's going to be disturbing yeah. content. Yes, not made for children. But Ooh. our show isn't for children, so. <laughs> yes, so this happened in May, on May 24th of 2014. And oh, I live in California. Oh, it nice. is shortly after your birthday. It's just oh. so sad. Yeah. Happy um, birthday to this fucking guy. Yeah, you <laughs> didn't know it was my birthday. Or, I get I'm it. sorry, it was May 23rd, so very, really oh, close no, to your really? birthday. Even closer. Oh, no. <laughs> it was in the evening of May 23rd. They they just the police described it as a series of misogynistic terror attacks oh, in okay. the Isla Vista area. That's a, yeah, that's quite a string of bad words. Well, that is because. Our main character, <laughs> Elliot Roger, yeah. killed six people and injured 14 others. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Yes. I'm sure you'll get into it, but on this one event? Yes. Oh, Jesus. All, all at like one time. Had oh, okay. a murder spree fueled by wow. rage. Cool. So he shot people. He stabbed them. He ran over people with a car all around like his university, which was the University of California, Santa Barbara. And he then followed it up by taking his own life. Oh, cool. So. Look, I, I feel like this is kind of a, a touchy subject just because I don't think anyone should take their own lives. I think that we should always encourage people to get help, you know, yeah. seek therapy, that kind of thing. But this is the kind of thing that always confuses me. If you are at that point... Why, why take other people with you? That's what always confuses me about these like murder suicide things is it's like, they feel like there's no way out. And it's like, if you are determined to take yourself out, why destroy a little bit of the community before, you know, like just, if you're in that much pain, just, you know, take care of yourself. Why are you also going on a rampage? It just seems so weird to me. Yeah. I think, I think part of it can also, and I cannot speak for him, but I think sure. part of it is that he's gone and done all of these terrible things mm -hmm. and he is more afraid of having to deal with the police, the justice system and prison yeah. than he oh, is yeah. with not being alive anymore. And that's, that's true. Well, and I think that could be it. I, well, that's true. And, and to be fair, I, I suppose it's, it's possible to say that he, he wasn't necessarily planning on taking care of himself. So like he no. started this spree and at the end of it, he didn't see any other reasonable yeah. way out or anything. So, yeah, okay. I, I believe so. And it was in the evening at, in a home Depot parking lot that his huh. father received a call from police about what had happened. And they told him that we found a deceased person. We found a license in his pocket. It, Everything fits for your son. Wow. And at the time, they didn't, they didn't know at the <clears> time, but he had actually stopped. Or, sorry. At the time, they didn't know that he had just gone on, like, a killing spree rampage that, like, swept through the area. Right, right. So, they, yeah, like, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the officers who found his body just found a body. They didn't realize he was related in any way to, like other things that were happening no they the police knew his parents didn't know oh, oh i'm sorry yeah the police definitely <laughs> knew i was thinking i thought you meant the the person who alerted the dad i got you now the, the no, parents the parents, parents didn't, when alerted, know. didn't know okay okay they they did know that something was very wrong right because they received an email from elliot so his mother lee chin oh. and his father peter received an email along with several other people like his therapist, friends. Well, he was in therapy. Wow. Which uh, contained a 137 page manifesto. Whoa. Okay. And it was entitled My Twisted Worlds. Mm. And he also had been posting <clears throat> some really cryptic, misogynistic, and racist YouTube videos. Which oh. his, 
he made one to go with this email called Elliot Rogers Retribution. Oh my, that is uh Which, oof, that's heavy. I know when I share this with you, you are gonna know exactly what video this is. Okay, click watch the stream. Oh, I have yes. seen this guy before. Yes, this guy. God. I was going to say, I feel like once you see a photo of him sitting in his BMW, the sun's like across his face, he's yeah. talking to the camera, you know exactly who, who this is. Yeah, and I won't deny that I remember, I can't remember if it was, um, not Watcher, uh, some kind of BuzzFeed thing or, or whatnot, um, but I remember them describing like the way he talks and just like... It, it almost seems like it's staged, like he's just acting like he's performing a, a character or something, because it is, he speaks it's so, so oddly. Yeah, yeah, it's so odd. And yeah. it, uh, very creepy. Yeah, so his mom, Leechin, had like Googled him after she got the manifesto, because she's oh. like, this is so weird. And then she found the retribution video and immediately sent it over to her ex-husband Peter, his father, mm -hmm. and was like, something is very wrong with our child. Yeah. Oh my god. And that oh. began their collective nightmare. Oh my yeah, I can't even imagine. That's one thing <clears throat> I, I yeah, I think I watched one whole kind of video on him. Um it might have been uh Thor what's it thirty two thirty two some YouTube mm -hmm. true crime guy, um, but they never talked about the parents. I never even thought about that. The idea that that yeah, then you're you are stuck with this reality that your son has created and abandoned essentially, and you have yeah. to oh God, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah, so we are gonna rewind a little bit to his early life. And okay. talk a bit more about Elliot. So Elliot was born in London to Peter Roger and Lee Chin Roger. Oh, his, okay. Both of his parents worked in like the film industry. His hmm. mom was a Malaysian born nurse. So she was one of the unit nurses on the set for Indiana Jones Last Crusade. That's awesome. Wow. <clears throat> and his dad worked in film and like with directing. So he did commercials and he also worked on the Hunger Games. Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's some pretty cool stuff. A few years later, they had his younger sister, Georgia. And then when he was about five years old, they all moved out from London to Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, they're they're going where the the movie industry really lives, I suppose. Yeah. And I was wondering why he didn't have an accent. I was like, I, I didn't realize his parents were from Britain at all. So I think his dad, his dad was British, but his mom was Malaysian. And then because right. they moved when he was five, he didn't develop right. the right. accent. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, it's pretty young, and and obviously his sister will basically have no memory of being there anyway. Yeah. So. And then sense. when 
he was seven, his parents ended up getting divorced, which happens. Mm-hmm. And then his father remarried Moroccan actress Sumaya Akinboon, and they had a son together. Mm. So I, I don't know if his mom ever remarried. I don't think that's necessarily important to the story. Right. <laughs> right. But there is kind of one of those things, like, I don't think Elliot really liked his stepmother or his stepbrother. Oh. Or half-brother. Yeah. And <clears throat> according to a family friend, he had started seeing a few, like, had seen multiple therapists starting at the age of eight. Oh, wow. Just, because I think just kind of going through, like, a divorce and stuff, his parents are like, oh, like, we should support our child. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a mark of him showing any signs of, Odd behavior. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, he's going through a rather traumatic event and a transition. That that's fair. Yeah, and none of them gave him any sort of like mental health diagnosis. Although he was later in 2007 diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. Which okay, I guess is technically on the autism spectrum because it's having mild issues with social skills. Okay, yeah, so he's he's mostly a high-functioning adult, but he has a certain kind of he social awkwardness. Like, yeah, he's a little socially awkward, doesn't read signals super well, yeah. might have an unconventional perception of the world and excessive daydreaming yeah. that can interfere with normal life. It is not considered part of the DSM-5, so it's not considered any sort of mm. disorder. Right, right. And I will say, I know plenty of people who are fairly autistic who are not incels, so... Right. Those two things go hand in hand. Right. It's like you can understand how a certain level of, like, social awkwardness, missing social cues could maybe yeah. be a contributing factor, but it's like, that by no means is, like, saying someone is going down a certain path. It's like, no, he still made certain choices. Yeah, I think most of the people I know who are autistic, just they just kind of do their own thing. Yeah. And then they'll, like, hear later. They're like, you kind of, from, like, other people, it's like, oh, you kind of interacted with this person weirdly. And they're like, well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just the people I know. They're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just being myself. So if they yeah. don't like it, like, oh, well. I actually kind of appreciate that level of like self-awareness. And it's like, look, yeah. man, I'm trying to live my life. What do you, what do you yeah. expect? If you know this about me, like, what do you yeah. really expect? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. You've been learned. You know what I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I can still be a fun hang. Yeah. I would say most of them are pretty fun. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really known anyone diagnosed like, <clears throat> Uh, with any level of autism, to my knowledge, anyway. Yeah, the first guy I dated in high school was autistic. Huh. Well, it's, it's one of those things where we seemingly continue to broaden the, the spectrum of it, yeah. and in, including more things, and so many people are like, the autism rates have spiked! There's something going well, we on! And it's like, about it. it's yeah. really, there's more awareness about it. Is yeah, really uh, it's, it. it's weird how people 
tend not to comprehend statistics and data. And it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that anything is increasing other than our reclassification of certain things. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we don't have any evidence of, of any kind of uh, diagnoses increasing, just broadening a, a certain umbrella that falls under yeah. one large term. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there, there's probably way more people on the spectrum than we would have ever even imagined. It's just that we're now finding more things and it's like, it doesn't We're learning more about it. And it's like, oh, well, we didn't know X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Yeah. So... Elliot did not like not being good at things immediately as a child. Oh, and if he was but... not good at something immediately, yeah. he would quit and give up and would like throw a fit about it. Oh, which I, I was just going to say, like, when, it, when I said been there, I, I feel like everyone goes through that certain phase, you know, from yeah. like from birth until probably like six to eight years old where... You just get frustrated, you're not good at something, and you just don't want it, to... It's, it's sort of a, a negative interaction, so you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then you get a little older, you get a little wiser, and you're like, oh, if that's how you build a skill. If I keep doing this one thing, I'll get better at it. And then yeah. you, find, you find a certain fulfillment in increasing your ability to do something, so then you, you want to stick with it more. And uh, yeah, that, how yeah. old did you say he was? Like he was 10? Like eight at the time okay yeah so, so like, like right at the end of that at least in my personal yeah the criteria he he tried to pick up skateboarding <laughs> and <laughs> that was the thing he it didn't immediately come as an easy skill which yeah. i don't think happens for literally like anybody like i don't think skateboarding is easy I, I'm starting to feel like we're describing me more and more because I'm no, trying to defend myself no, no, no. of like, look, I hated a lot of things when I was little and I got, we tried skateboarding and oh my God, I was, I was so terrible at it. I had no sense of balance. It was yeah. really hard. I've never been able to even so much as pull off a single Ollie. I just couldn't commit. I can barely stand on one. So yeah, it's, oh my God. The, yeah. Then you see yeah. videos of people like, like carrying pizza and groceries home, like while on a skateboard, like, and it's like, yeah, yeah they don't I, care. Yeah, it's like, just oh, second nature. Do that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. You got that. Mm -hmm. You're working your core. You got that balance going on. Same same thing with snowboarders. I've had one day. Snowboarding where, is a lot of leg work. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. And it looks when when you watch people do it who have been like are so skilled at it, they've been doing it for so long, it looks so effortless. You just lean a little this way, you lean a little that way. But wow, does it take a long time to develop a real sense of your balance and Yeah. I had for... one day where I did it kind of okay and then I wiped out real bad and I have never been able to pick it up since. Yeah. I know when it comes to snowboarding, it is a lot harder to start off. But mm. once you once you start turning, so much easier to get better. Yeah. Whereas skiing is the opposite. It's very easy to pop on some skis and start. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot harder to get better. Yeah. Especially there's there's a lot more. Th that's one thing why I liked um, snowboarding versus skiing. Um, I, for whatever reason, did not like my legs being like their own entities. So uh, many times... Yeah. And like you say, it's easy, especially if you've been skating, you kind of already have a sense of like how you use the edge yeah, of one foot or the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but so easy for me to like cross my skis and just wipe out. And I, uh, made me feel so uneasy. And then I strapped on a snowboard for the first time and I'm like, Oh, I, I'm kind of, I feel like one unit now. I'm like, I can do yeah. this. And then immediately just hit the floor. And like, it's just like you were saying, like, it's nothing but just go three feet, fall, pick yourself yeah. up, go three feet, fall. And it you takes a long time. Well. Yeah. Or, or at least just take it. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just have to accept that you're going to fall a lot. Yeah. So yeah, for Elliot, he wasn't immediately like really good at it. So he's like, yeah. I I'm not doing this and would quit. Yeah. And with that, he kind of started developing jealousy and envy of other people. Okay. But he wow. would also mask it and internalize it. So his parents oh had no indication that anything was wrong. Everyone was like, oh, like, he's so polite. He's so well-mannered. And then on the yeah. inside, he's just internal rage. Wow. God, that sounds like a horrible way to live. It does. And uh, for high school, Elliot attended three different schools. Ew. He went to Crespi Carmelite High School which was an all-boys Catholic high school. He then mm. transferred to Taft High School, where he only attended for a few weeks before transferring because he said he was being bullied by everyone too much. One of the things he was known for being bullied for was being called a skater. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> like, he's... I don't mean to laugh directly at someone's pain. I just, it was not what I was expecting. He's, the, he's the murderer of this story. I feel like it is okay to laugh. Okay. I, well, yeah, I forgot. We also already covered the fact that he, well, that just seems so weird. Like, and I, it's, you can kind of see his psyche forming in the sense that like, but I'm not a skater. I specifically gave it up and they're still attacking me for this. That, that is kind of bizarre. He's being bullied for being a skater. I don't think they knew he did that, though. Like, I think it was how, like, he dressed. Huh. I, like, this... that kind of, like, skater boy look. Yeah, yeah. Which was I... also popular, so... <laughs> this is the early 2000s. Yeah, skater I was boy. That, that was the, the skater boy. Yeah. That seems like, or maybe just by chance, he was one of the few or the only one that was really into that style then or something. But it maybe. is, it is a, a, a kind of hilarious irony that he tried <laughs> to be a skater, immediately gave up on it, and then through high school, it's just like, they make fun of being a skater. And they're like, well, honey, but you don't even skate. He's like, yeah, that's what pisses me off so much. Yeah. I only train for schools. Uh, he yeah, he was then... only there for a few weeks. Yikes. Yeah, he then attended Independence Continuation High School, where he graduated in 2009. Oh, good. And then briefly attended Los Angeles Pierce College and Moore Park College before he transferred to University of Cali yeah, University of California, Santa Barbara, USCB. Interesting. Which and just the just to confirm, like, he, these are all his choices. He's not, yes. like, being kicked out and moved. He's just deciding. No, to... he is deciding he does not want to attend these places anymore and be Interesting. moved. That, that is a little unusual. That's a lot of transferring. Yes. It was noted from USC or UCSB that 
after the attack at the college, they said that he had not taken a class since 2012. He, this was 2014. Oh my god. He was still enrolled, but he wasn't... That's, that's a long time. That seems like, hey, we're just gonna... We're just gonna kick you out. Like, where you're not being expelled, but we're discontinuing... Not classes, you're not gonna be a student. Right, you would assume that... Pretty it, normal. Yeah, I feel like one semester, maybe... But I feel like the first year of him never go well because he's got. I mean, at the very least, he's got to be like failing out. I mean, maybe he's doing a bunch of stuff online. Maybe he shows up for tests or something. I don't know. Maybe, but two uh, years. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, during his high school career, he was getting bullied at school, and during that time, he found an escape in World of Warcraft and played it pretty excessively. Classic. Hence yes. our, uh, our gamer treats tonight. <laughs> Nailed <Yes>. it. <laughs> I do feel the need to point out, although I had heard of him before, I did not know that he played World of Warcraft. Yes. I when you said say. it earlier, I was like, yeah, that's, that's on point. He doesn't Amazing. know that it's on point. <laughs> yes. And Perfect. growing up, Elliot had all of the things a kid could ever want. He wanted for nothing. He came for money. Yeah, I was going to say, his dad's he, in the film industry, seemingly doing quite successful, working on known, like, big projects. Yeah, he's probably doing yeah. quite well. And, like, overall, not a bad-looking person. He's, yeah. in a lot of senses, he's, like, actually pretty attractive. That was the thing, what that video that I watched however long ago, um, they, they, they had quite a preamble about it, and they talked about incels and stuff, and one of the things that... What tended to be true was they're not the most attractive folks, and they kind of internalize that, and they they blame other you know people, society, and whatnot. And so I was surprised when I first saw the footage. I'm like, he's a pretty attractive guy. Like, what, what the hell is going on with this dude? Yeah. So he he driving very around much... in a BMW and shit. I mean, come on. Yeah. And he basically had anything he could ever want. Except a girlfriend. The only thing mm. that eluded him. <laughs> the one thing money couldn't buy, love. Yes. And in his video, he did say, I mean, look at me. I'm gorgeous. But you girls don't see it. I don't understand why you were so repulsed by me. Yeah. And, and even, it is yeah, like, which like that, that is what repulses women is when yeah. you say things like that. <laughs> right. But he... <laughs> I also can kind of understand how in his early life that he made people feel kind of uncomfortable because of how he would brag about like coming from money, the things that he would have. He'd be like, oh, like my BMW, my Mercedes, like. Yeah, really materialistic, really materialistic. And generally speaking, that does kind of turn most people off as far as like, I want to interact with this person because they're mm -hmm. like, Oh, like that's all they care about. Yeah. Well, and, it, cool. and kind of, it's kind of a weird thing too. It's, it's like a universally unliked sort of trait because even like, <clears throat> let's say you're the rich kid in the neighborhood, all the other people in the neighborhood are not going to appreciate you bragging about your BMW 
And yeah. if you happen to live in a very affluent area, everybody's got BMWs. So it's it's like equally stupid. Well, they're like, yeah, we also have your your car is no better than ours. We also are driving around in Mercedes and BMWs. Like it's a it's just an oddly universally bad trait. Yeah, it's it's again going back to not being humble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not a humble bone in this man's body. I don't understand why people don't like me. I'm so humble. I'm the most humble person I've ever met. I mean, look at me. I'm gorgeous. Yeah, look at me. I'm gorgeous. Yeah, so Red flag. with this, in his teenage years, he started to become obsessed with getting laid. Mm. And it's it's one of those things that, like, it's weird. <laughs> he... <laughs> He said in his manifesto, finding out about sex was one of the things that truly destroyed my life. Sex. The very words filled me with hate. I would always covet it, always fantasize about it, but I would never get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his dad tried to be a good parent in, like, reassuring him that, hey, like, you don't have to feel rushed about, like, having sex because your peers, your peers are doing it. It's all going to happen in good time. Like, good things take time. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. And he, like, was not having it and just became really obsessed with losing his virginity. And that, yeah. like, that was a really big, this has to happen to me type of yeah. thing. To the point that in his later in later in his early 20s his dad was like you know if this is really this important to you go to vegas and hire a sex worker and just get it over with <laughs> because obviously what i'm telling you and like being patient you're gonna find the right person like things are gonna work out was not working he was 22 yeah. at the time 22 oh, the, yeah that's another thing i've seen on reddit uh there's a lot of, uh, so young. Un yeah, unfortunately, young people who are like, like not even eighteen, just talking about how like I'm going to be a virgin forever, and it's like, have you ever heard of the forty year old virgin, my friend? <laughs> like, guys, calm let down. me show you it's this okay. movie. Yeah, you know how many of us went way further than that? You're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, even like late twenties, it's okay. Everybody goes at their own pace. Calm down. Yeah. Well, I and it's weird, like, I can see some people maybe saying that that is odd parenting or or uh, not necessarily the best. But I, 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 say, think, I think you, his dad had been dealing th with this by the time he was, like, 12 or 13 right. to, like, 22. And if that is all he's hearing, he's like, I'm just fucking yeah. sick of it. I, oh, my I, God. Yeah. I, th I, think, I think we can take uh, the story at its, at its, uh, at its word and believe that he was he was genuinely trying to be as good of a dad as he could and he has been dealing with this for a long time and yeah. it's like he is consumed by this day and night let's just knock this out of the park we'll we'll yeah, yeah we'll I, I can kind of get the end doing it legally part of it was to trying to be like this isn't as big of a deal as you seem to think it is yeah i this and is, i think this is not the end all be all yeah, I think that's something that is a huge disconnect between older generations and younger generations is that younger generations 
everything's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And and especially something like losing your virginity, it feels like it is going to be just the one of the biggest things in your whole life. And I think that older generations don't emphasize how much it's not like in, it's such a crucial thing. Like it is not necessarily going to be the most life-changing thing that ever occurs to you. Stop putting I guess what I'm saying is stop putting so much pressure on yourselves. Like yeah. yeah and to be fair i think part of that does come from teaching children abstinence only because oh, yeah. then it makes having sex like the biggest deal in the world yeah like it yeah, is it, does. it is the end-all be-all like this is going to completely change the entire course of your life yeah that's not the truth yeah it's it seems to be an unhealthy presentation of the whole yeah whole experience that is, that is definitely my opinion in that i i agree i think that's but, fair yeah so the real kicker with his obsession with sex though is that he was too afraid to approach women yeah i think a lot i think a lot of people have that problem it's uh it can be very scary it is i will and i can say from the other end, I understand it because if you ever use something like Bumble where you have to make the move first, it is kind of mm. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he also had a YouTube account where he did vlogging. And at one point in time, he had a friend, this was like early high school, who as Elliot put it, decided to stop being his friend without reason. Oh. But on, like, his YouTube page, he was spewing off a lot of stuff that was misogynistic, racist, and super hateful. Yeah. He, like, would send this stuff to, like, his dad, and he's like, what are you doing? Like, these are horrible, horrible websites. Like, you shouldn't be doing this stuff, and I don't think his dad realized the depth of his hatred towards women. Wow. So his yeah. friend stopped being his friend because he's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, I, no, no, no. You can truly get a sense for his like frame of mind in the idea that he blames his the the way that he says for no reason, and it's like, dude, uh, you got to wake up because there's people don't usually just stop being friends with people for no reason. Yeah, it's. That is generally how that works. Yeah. Yeah, there's usually a a certain pattern of behavior or spouting certain beliefs that uh, make people not want to hang out with you. Yeah. And uh, he then started throwing coffee on people out in public. (laughs) Okay, that I've never heard of before. What? I had not heard about this, and it made me angry, which I will get into. Okay. That's um, so weird. He started doing it with girls who didn't smile at him. Oh my god. And oh. I'm gonna tell you it's stuff like this that this is why women really hate when men are like, Oh, you'd look so much prettier if you smiled. Or like, oh, just give me a smile, honey. Like Yeah. No, thank you. Oh god. And then he started doing it to couples he was jealous of. So it got worse. I, you know, when you first mentioned the coffee thing, I, 
I kind of thought it would be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it would be, but in some way, like a broader, more grand sort of protest thing. Just, but just random people on the street who don't smile at him, or just a yeah. couple that. Wow, that is. I know. That is how, insane. How dare she not smile at you as you, you pass oh, by her as a total stranger? Right. And then you throw coffee on them. That's so fucked up. And he said in his manifesto that his one regret was that it didn't burn or scald then. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. This guy needs all the therapy. Yeah. And I'm going to say that I get angry about this because it is assault. Absolutely. You are assaulting people yeah. when you do this. And I get so mad when they have those videos of people like going through the drive through at Starbucks. Yes. And the barista oh. hands off their coffee and then they turn around and throw it at them. Like you were assaulting that person. Yeah. Like, and then they, yeah, and then they drive funny. away. No. And yeah. And they're recording it for their TikTok or something. And it's like, you should be picked up by the cops because that is a crime. Yeah. You're a piece of shit and you should at least spend a night in jail. Like, yeah. wh- how is that cool? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. These people I... at work, they're trying, oh, just, yeah, that, those videos piss me off so much. I never had it happen to me, but it happened to my boss when wow. she was at, like, a corporate Starbucks. She, and hers was hot coffee. Oh, like, my regular God. brew coffee. So, <sighs> I, like, I don't know how she did not end up with more burns from it because it comes yeah. out at 200 degrees right right one of my co-workers he had he poured milk in just like a small cup for someone mm-hmm. this this guy was so dumb he did not realize that there's a glass panel behind our machines <laughs> yeah there wasn't when they redid the store but i had already left by then but at the time we had a glass panel. So then people would talk to us and we're like, I can't hear you. And I have to like lean close and be like, what do you want? Yeah. So he like gave this guy a cup of milk and he tried to throw it at him and it hit the glass instead. And he just yeah. stood there and was like, you just look so dumb right now. Yeah. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> and the guy like tried to get more milk to like throw it at him. And he's like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. But seriously, can I get that milk? Can I get that milk, bro? No. Did you talk to, like, the police about it? And he's like, why would I do that? I'm like, because that's assault. Yeah, that is a A man assaulted you. (laughs) And he's like, I don't care enough for that. So, like, he's out here assaulting people with his coffee, and apparently that was not a big deal. Well, and the idea, too, that, like, you were saying he was, he regretted that they didn't get more burned. It's like, oh, okay, so not only were you doing that, because, like, even just throwing a liquid... It was malicious. It was pretty yeah, damn malicious. Was, he wanted yeah, to hurt them. Exactly. Yeah, there was clear intent to do harm to people. It wasn't just that mm-hmm. in the moment he was so overcome with, with frustration he couldn't help himself. No, it's like you wanted them to be hurt. You yeah. were holding scalding coffee and you wanted them to be injured. You wanted to hurt break. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. In 2013, he went to a party at, I don't okay. know if he was at one of the sororities or like where it was, but he, at Getting this point, out there. there you go. At this point, he had made up his mind that there was going to be hell to pay 
Oh. For all the people who had wronged him. <laughs> but in going to this party, he was going to give women one last chance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then he stood in the corner like all night. He said that he was mocked at the party and attempted to shove some girls off of a 10 foot ledge for mocking him. Oh my God. And instead, he ended up getting pushed over by some of the boys at the party and hurt his ankle. So he left. Yeah. And then he forgot his sunglasses and went back and was mocked at the party. So that was when he was like, that's the last fucking straw. Oh my God. He had a date in, I think it was October of that year, where he's like, I'm going to do an attack. It's going to be on Halloween. And then decided not to do it because he thought too many police would be there. Oh, okay. Just in general, they would, there'd be too many police out and about. So he decided not to do it that day. He had another date in mind that I can't remember what day it was, but then he got a cold. So he didn't do it. That is that is the best. Well, I'm just gonna go on my rampage. I'm not at my. I'm not at my I, I had a I have a cold. I don't feel so well. Oh no. Yeah, got a little sniffle. I'll go on a rampage the next week. And then in January, he accused his roommate of stealing one of his candles. So his roommate ended up on his shit list because he <laughs> burned a candle. Nobody wants your fucking candles, bro. I don't know what happened to it. I didn't touch it. That's His roommate sick. was like, yes, I lit the candle. Oh. Well, yeah, Thinking, okay. like, like, we have candles in our kitchen. They're just communal candles. Like, right. Actually, I have one here. Like, I bought this one. But, like, mm. if I leave it in the kitchen and somebody lights it, it's fair game because it's in the right. kitchen. <laughs> I actually have one lit in the kitchen right now. Especially if you see, yeah. Especially if you see that it's got like a, a burnt wick already. So it's like yeah. somebody has. Yeah, I, I don't want to take the first lighting of someone's candle, but it's like they clearly light this fairly yeah, regularly. It's fine. Yeah, it's a nice scent. I just want to. Yeah, okay. And then he's like, "Did you did you light my fucking candle, bro? I came home and that candle was just burning away. You son of a bitch. Yeah. That is. Uh, my God, like you, you want to give this guy the benefit of every possible doubt, I but know. like in in that sense that you, it's a it's that weird sort of human thing. Like even if you've watched a movie a million times, it gets to a certain point where you're like, there's something inside you that still thinks maybe this time it'll have a different outcome. Like maybe the yeah. the villain won't take that turn, and so it's like the whole way through. It's like I know how this story ends. But he has so many points where he could have turned it around and he seemingly actively chooses evil. Yeah. On April 30th of 2014, his parents were worried about his online behavior and the content he was creating on YouTube. I think mainly his mom was worried. So they called the police and asked them to do like a wellness visit. Oh, they, right. That, yeah, at this point, he's not living at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's living with roommates near campus. He had police come over. They did a wellness check and they determined that he didn't meet the criteria for someone who could potentially be a harm to themselves or oh, others. Okay. Right. They 
They did not do any searching of his house. I don't think they had any reason to. So if they had, they would have had to have enough of a reason to want to search his house without being invited in. Well, and maybe, yeah, maybe like, maybe they didn't really have any knowledge of the YouTube stuff or they didn't look at it or they didn't, or they just, you know, like they, they get to a house, he's there, he's physically fine. He doesn't seem to be in any danger. So they're like, okay, whatever. They had knowledge of like the YouTube videos. They thought it was just like, Hey, we're worried about our son. Can you make sure that he is alive and well? Right, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the cops go over there. They're like, he's fine. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 And I think had they actually looked at the YouTube videos and had they searched his house, they would have found multiple semi-automatic guns that he had been taking to the oh, shooting range and okay. had planned to use against people who wronged him. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think they had any sort of inkling that that was a possibility right. or that he was like a danger to himself or anyone in his immediate household. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he even legally owned them. So like, even if they had found them, if he's storing them properly and if he has paperwork, yeah. or whatever, they're like, there's, there's nothing illegal about there's, him having those guns. Yeah, if he bought them legally and everything, there's nothing they can do because it's yeah. legal. I don't know if he did or not. I couldn't find right, anything right. that said if he did or didn't. Yeah, either way, the, the cops didn't see anything. They're like, he's just a kid. He's in college. He's a little angsty. He's a little angsty. Most teenagers are. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being, he's got just raging hormones. He's up, he's going up and down. He's he's just a kid. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. So he wrote and recorded his manifesto at this point in time, Ugh. and it was one hundred seven thousand words, in which he wow. called it "My Twisted World: The Story of Elliot Roger." He recorded the whole thing. So he. Or, or you mean this yes. corresponds to the time? He really recorded the whole thing? Yeah, so he had the video that was the retribution video. Okay. Because I was thinking is, of just the one in the car. Is that the same video where he... I don't think that's the same video where he reads the manifesto. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so it's... I don't think he reads the manifesto. It's like the video in the car is the retribution. Yeah, and that that's the one that's kind of not necessarily immediately preceding the thing, but but the, that's the last thing he posts, if I recall correctly, before he goes yeah. on this rampage. But um, I didn't know he actually. Yeah, so like, I, yeah, I think it's a separate video, but I didn't know he recorded the whole manifesto. Man, that's so much time on your hands to like better yourself. Yeah, instead of writing a manifesto and then reading it. Yeah. So he wrote the manifesto and then had the recording, which talked about all of like his beliefs and stuff, which is almost like a separate manifesto. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So and in the video, he talked about how he was rejected by women and envied men who had sex. He 
Eddie yeah. was forced into an existence of isolation and loneliness by people because girls have never been attracted to me. Ugh. He expressed that he was upset that he was 22 and still a virgin. Because that's the <laughs> end of the fucking world. Yeah, that's it. That's the line. Yeah. I'm and that's shaking happened? my head. <laughs> yeah, 22 is it. If you're not a virgin by the time you're, or if you're not, uh, if, if you, you haven't have been having sex, sex like, yeah. what are you doing? Your according over. to that's Elliot Rogers. Yeah, according to him. Well, time to just not, burn down the whole world. Not like, there are some people who, like, save themselves for marriage, or, like, some people are like, I'm just, like, waiting for the right person. Not We don't count those people, Matt. It's everyone else. <laughs> well, and just the sort of lack of self-awareness in the sense that... So you're you're not getting attention from women that you want. Okay. You have friends that are abandoning you. I can appreciate the sort of perspective you have in that it feels feels like the world is abandoning you, but you've got to try to do a little self-reflection and figure out why this might be happening. You know what my advice is for people whenever they tell me that they aren't having luck dating? Mm. And usually it's because they have a type. It's like they mm. date the same type of person. Right. And my advice is always try something different. Go yeah. for something you maybe wouldn't normally go for because you might surprise yourself. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people, uh, they are driven by a certain, uh, like, cosmetic attraction mm -hmm. that they don't realize is such a small part of like overall attraction to a person and that if you it, like you say if you if you go for something that you don't normally go for you might be amazed at how much more compatible you are with just different people yeah it's i feel like it kind of broadens your horizons and then that like yeah you maybe meet people you wouldn't have ordinarily met because you would have discounted them based on looks exactly yeah and you, yeah, you might miss out on something great just because they didn't fit a, within like parameters that you normally have. And it's yeah. like, just have a drink. Like you don't, you're not even you like, don't planning have to, out. Like, plan out yeah. the rest of your life with this person. Like, yeah. have a coffee gate. Like, <clears throat> go take a walk in a park. Go for dinner. Yeah. Like, meet up with friends. I. Well, I don't know. She's a so that man. I, I only, I only like blondes. Uh. That's weird. Uh, maybe you can still have a cup of coffee. <laughs> why does why is that oh, so? Important? <laughs> I'm I'm kidding, but I do know plenty of people who are like my ideal woman is like this height, blonde, this mm. this and this. I'm like, yeah, I've never understood the hair thing. Uh, personally, you know who else is also fun? Brunettes, redheads, girls with. Black hair, like yeah. any other color hair is also a good option. Literally, yeah, literally all other hair types are also great people. They are also exist in the world. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't and get it. I've also, well, I guess I've never met anyone like this, but it reminds me of uh, the movie Scott Pilgrim when he meets Ramona Flowers. And I think the first time he meets her, she has this really uh, bright blue hair i think i think so and then the next time they they meet she's got she's changed it and it's red or something and he can't handle it 
And it's like, you know that there are people out there in the world that are like that. It's like, she can just change her hair. Like, first of all, th that, does, that shouldn't pertain to anything. Like, you don't have any agency over what color she wants to make her hair. Yep. And it's like, that is, also, uh... why does that matter at all? Oh, people are so strange. For, for some people, it, it really matters. It really and does. I can say, like, when I first started dyeing my hair, fun colors, in college, mm -hmm. I had a date planned and then dyed my hair, like, the week before. Yes. I texted this guy and was like, by the way, I'm dyeing my hair blue. How did he react? He was like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, I, I oh, really don't care what color your hair is. And I'm like, just thought I should forewarn you in case that was, like, a deal breaker. And to be completely honest, that's where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to be like, and he just ghosted me. And it's like, no. really? No, okay. He, he did not care. Well, that's but, good. I mean, it was, like, the same thing with Gabriel. I was like, oh, by the way, my hair is this color, but I'm dying it in a week. <laughs> so like I'll send you an updated photo well that's cool cause like I think our first date my hair was kind of blonde and then I dyed it pink like the following week yeah <laughs> I was like I don't care if you have an opinion about it cause if you do this isn't gonna work and he's right. like I don't care I'm like that's I well, don't I care if you decide to color your hair cause it's hair yeah well, and in a weird way, it's kind of it's kind of a sad statement on society in general and, and certain parts of like dating culture that you would even feel compelled in any way to tell someone that you were changing. Like, because it's a good idea, you know, right off the bat, if like if they can't accept that part of me, yeah. then they can go fuck themselves. But like the fact that you would even feel compelled to do that is just an unfortunate statement on dating in general. Well, it's like, if you do anything super drastic with your hair. Yeah. Whether it's like, I decided to shave half of my head, or I went from mm -hmm. having really long hair to having, like, a pixie cut. Like... Yeah. Because I think it's one thing, especially for women, where it's like, oh, I have long hair, and then you cut off, like, five inches. Most people don't notice unless they see you all the time. Right. <laughs> and the longer, yeah, and the longer your hair is, the less noticeable. Yeah. Uh, kind of, unless unless you go drastically from, short. Like, here to here. <laughs> right, right, right. Different. From your shoulders to like your eyebrows, that's yeah. a different haircut versus like the my lower back to like under my shoulder blades. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was gonna say if it's very as much. Yeah, if it's if it's to your shoulders or longer. Um, like any varying cut that you would do that doesn't bring it back above your shoulders, they're probably never going to notice. Yeah. But you change your hair color, yeah, yeah. they notice. Mm -hmm. They do tend to notice that. <laughs> so, his whole thing was, these women aren't attracted to me, and all of that. So... Pretty sure any girl who would have gone on a date with him probably would have told him if she changed anything about herself. Yeah. Because that could have been a deal breaker. Yeah. And, and probably would have been. Probably would have been. He did say 
I am the perfect guy, and yet you throw yourselves at obnoxious men instead of me. The Supreme Gentleman. Which oh. brings us back to the title of the True Crime Campfire episode, Supreme Jackass. I want, I want to know, when you first mentioned that in, uh, in the credits, uh, the, like, sources, I thought you meant an episode or two of Jackass. No, was, they titled it The Supreme Jackass yeah. because he was the like, self-proclaimed he, Supreme Gentleman. Yeah, which makes way more sense now. Like, he is a jackass. Yeah, it took me <laughs> a minute, too. I was like, okay, like, Supreme Jackass? I'm like, was he just, like, a huge asshole to everybody? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he was the Supreme Gentleman, self-proclaimed. I li- yeah, I like them reframing it that way. <laughs> the Supreme <laughs> Jackass. And, and even still, does not encapsulate the full uh, uh, insanity of his jackassery. Like, yes. it sounds like just sort of a fun title and it, it doesn't even begin to describe the, the horror he re- brings upon the world. Yes, because it does get worse. <laughs> so Elliot being biracial also went on in this video about how much he hated being mixed and that he wished he was fully white and life would have been so much better for him if he was fully oh, no. white. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He opposed interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. He was also very racist against people who were Black or Asian. Wow. Which God. is so weird because he is half Asian. Yeah, that... Because, yeah, I, when, when you mentioned he was mixed, I I kept thinking just about, like, his parents being British, but I keep forgetting that his mom was his Malaysian. Mom was Malaysian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that leads to a hatred of Asian people. Yes. That, oh my and God. he basically stated that he felt that these types of men, which people of color, mm-hmm. essentially, were the kinds of men who made you want to quit life, which is... Such a gross statement. That's fucking weird. Yes. That Yeah, that is sickening and bizarre. He also thought that because he was half white, he was superior to people of color. Oh, of, of course. But, you know, not more superior than people who were fully white, I guess. It's so weird. Wow, and yeah, he has this odd hierarchy gross. in his mind. Yeah. So gross. And he's and he feels out of place because he's not fully any of them. And so he's like, boy, I wish I could be. Then he yeah, he exalts like the white man and he wishes he could be fully white. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's bizarre. He stated that he planned to murder people by luring them into his apartment as like phase one of his grand plan. He was going to make people in the area just silently disappear. Which is really funny because he. He's not good at. He's not good at social interactions, so I don't know how. Yeah, when you first mentioned that, that, I'm like, dude, you do not have the tools this requires. First, like, no. look, you're, you're, you're a horrible human being, but you now we can do... The Ted, Bundy, the Ted Bundy charisma. Yeah, like, 
you you are so oddly twisted that not only do we get to critique you in your just sort of personal beliefs of of like the hierarchy of humans, we also get to critique your plan to like murder essentially because you're just so delusional about how that would even work. Like you can't you can't talk to people at a party and you think you're gonna lure people back to your apartment. I know. Oh, bro. His, just the worst. His second plan was to have a war on women. <laughs> in which he planned to massacre what he said was the hottest sorority at UCSB. Oh, my God. He had a hatred of blonde women, and I guess a lot of women at the sorority were blonde. Oh. And... He said, in his ideal world, women would be in concentration camps where a vast oh majority of them would be deliberately starved to death, which he felt was a efficient and fitting death. And efficient. that he would sit in a tower and watch them die gleefully. Okay, a lot of this was not in the video that I watched. Holy no. shit. It was like a half hour long video. Yeah, the, the thing that I ended up watching, I I didn't I never watched his actual like post. I yeah, I, don't I think watched it's like on a YouTube 10 minute, anymore, thank God. Oh I, yeah, I was gonna say I fucking hope not. I hope yeah, not. I think the one yeah, the thing that I watched was maybe ten minutes, I think. It was like a brief critique of or not critique, yeah. but yeah. Um wow, that is that's fucked. Up. Like it yes. is amazing how it just keeps getting worse. Like every little extra tidbit of info with this it's guy just Yeah. Oh, God. He, basically he dreamed of a world that was free of sex and women where men's minds could be developed to greater heights than ever before. Yeah, and ultimately free of the human race cuz that will lead to us not existing. <laughs> yeah. He also planned to kill his half brother and stepmom, but did not have the fuck. What did not he... have like the aspiration to kill his father. Wow. Okay. So, like I said, was not a fan of his half brother or stepmother. Yeah. So, all of this leads us to the murders. And this part is, it's about to get a little wild. <laughs> now it's getting, now it's it's already, getting even more wild. <laughs> I was going to say, it's already been pretty wild. But uh, um, actually, give me one second. I'm going to go grab some more Mountain Dew. I'll be right back. Yes, sounds good. Yep, it's great, man. If we're going to talk about sad boy doing sad boy things, I need to top off my sad boy drink. Yes. Yes, I've been drinking water because I think I'm coming down with a little something. Oh, no. Hmm. Well, that's that's not fun. No, I'm hoping not because I have plans. I have plans for the weekend. In a are week. you doing? Are, oh, in a week? <laughs> In a week, I'm going to go see the Book of Mormon on Saturday. <gasps> oh my uh, god. I know that's not the point of this uh, of this podcast. Episode, but... But... 
It is. Have you seen it before? Mm-mm. Oh, I won't I'm say sure anything. It is. It's so good in so many different like. It's the only kind of Broadway show I've ever thought about bringing my dad to. Like your dad would is, like it. I think he would. I think there are certain parts of it he would find off-putting, and he's not much for musicals in general. But I'm like, yeah, of any musical, I think the kind mm-hmm. of raunchy humor, the the music is actually, like, you know, there's always, like, some songs that maybe don't quite grab the audience as much. I'm like, pretty much yeah. every single song is, like, really engaging and really fun and drives mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, I'm like... I never thought about asking him if he wanted to go to a show, but I think this is the one. Yeah. So. Well, good for you. That will be fun. And yes, you need to feel better because you need to fully enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. So the murders. (laughs) So the murders. He began his attacks at his apartment. He was home alone and... As his roommates all came home, one by one, he killed each of them as they arrived. Oh my there, god. He killed three people in total at the apartment, which one the third one, they were not 100% sure if it was his roommate or like the friend of a roommate who was staying there. Oh, okay. But he also kind of attempted to clean up all of the blood with like some bath towels and paper towels. He stabbed each of them to death, which is brutal. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I thought for sure it was like a quick tap to the back of the head or something, but I suppose he's stabbed them. He was pissed (sighs) about that candle. He was pissed about that. Can- all came back to that. You know, I oh, was just going to leave. Dan Candle. Yeah, he. I was going to let you all live. I was just going to go out into the, the random world and, and get just people on the street. But you kind had of. to burn my fucking candle. Kind of, actually. Well, I can see him justifying it, too, where, like... That was uh, mine, and you stole it from me. Yeah, well, and he doesn't want to make a lot of noise because he's in the apartment. He doesn't want to draw a lot of attention. So he's like, well, I can't use the guns on these guys. But it does seem like a weird sort of twisted justification to do one of the most, like, intimate types of murder that yeah. exists. Oh, God. So after killing his roommates, he then went to the coffee shop, bought mm. a coffee... And that is when he uploaded the video of his manifesto that we just talked about, the retribution video. I don't know why that changes it. I didn't know he he uploaded that after killing three people already. Mm -hmm. It makes it worse. It It, does. It's so dirty. Yeah. And because his therapist was one of the people who received the video... His therapist called his mom, and then his mom called his dad, and then they collectively called the Isla Vista police yeah. as they were driving from Santa Barbara to Elliot's, like, over to, like, Elliot's apartment. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Oh, God. If, like, if he's putting this stuff on the internet, like, something is very wrong. That is so... I Yeah, no, I think... I, I gotta mm-hmm. go back and look at other stuff, I guess, because... That whatever video I watched was not thorough because I 
had no idea. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought he uploaded that and then kind of went, well, and I wasn't even sure if it was like during or, yeah, like, like immediately prior. Um, I thought maybe it was even just sort of within the same week he uploads that thing in his car. I didn't realize he'd already killed his roommates when he recorded that. That is, it really is weird. It changes the whole context of it. It's so, oh, Oh, that is unsettling. Yeah. And then after that, he drove to the Alpha Phi sorority house, which is the one he said Mm. was the hottest sorority on campus. Mm -hmm. And he's got to make them pay. He was knocking on the door for a bit and no one answered, which is probably a godsend for all of the women in that house is that no one answered the door. God. Because then he went on this rampage and he just started shooting people who were nearby on the sidewalk. He killed two women and a third was injured. Then he got in his car and just began driving. He shot up an unoccupied coffee shop. (laughs) He passed by. I don't mean to laugh at that. Just the idea that it's like he took the time to stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, yeah, just like everything about him from every angle is just so bizarre. Yeah, he also passed by a international like food deli, oh. and he shot fire. He fired some shots out there and hit a man who then later died from his injuries. Oh my god! He then drove south on Ember Cadero. Del Norte, which is the name of the road, and drove on the wrong side and hit a few pedestrians and was shooting oh at people. God. Oh my god. He shot a couple exiting a pizza shop. He no. shot someone, he shot a female cyclist. He then continued driving south, was just shooting at people and missing. Wow. He then turned east on Del Playa Drive made a U-turn, and then started having exchanged fire with a sheriff's deputy who was responding to all of the gunshot calls. Wow. <laughs> so he then struck two more pedestrians with his car. Oh, my God. He then turned north on Camino del Sur, where he then shot and wounded three people at Sabado Tarde Street and then struck a skateboarder and two more cyclists with his car. He, he's got to get back at those skateboarders. He just, he's so bad at it. He's like, they called yeah. me skater. They called me skater, you have to pay. Yeah, I I can't help wondering how much of this, because clearly he didn't really have a plan, but yeah. in terms of people that he decided to shoot at as he's going along, it does make me wonder how much of it was uh, was kind of picked out, so to speak. Like, I think I anyone be, he thought was female, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, clear priority on just punishing women. And but, then, like, I, I can't help wondering if, like, he saw the person on the skateboard and that triggered his memory of, of like, not just being teased for being, like, like, being called a skater, but even the idea that, like, he failed at learning how to skate and he's like, so that person has to pay, too. I would agree because then he turned on East Sabado Tarde and then hit another skateboarder. Oh my god! 
And then yeah, shot maybe. two other men at the intersection of Sabado Tarde and Camino Pescadero. Wow. And then near Little Acorn Park, so down the street a bit, he then exchanged fire with three sheriff's deputy, and he actually hit one in the hip. Oh, no. So then he started a police chase. And once again, <laughs> turned on to Embarcadero and then west on Del Playa, where he struck another cyclist and then crashed his car just east of the Del Playa and Pescadero intersection. Okay, good. At least did it, did he just crash into something or did he? I think like, he just crashed into something like a light post or something, and yeah, he just kind of lost control or whatever. Yeah, and then he shot himself in the car. Oh my god. I don't think he would have gotten away otherwise. And because yeah. when police approached the car, they found him dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Wow. And that... in his vehicle, they found three pistols, multiple knives. I don't know how many knives, but multiple. Wow. Six empty 10-round magazines. Wow. And then 548 rounds of ammunition. Oh, my God. So he was he, very he, prepared to do Yeah, that. I was going to say, he, he maybe didn't have, other than, like, the sorority, he maybe didn't have a specific plan. I don't think he had a plan outside of the sorority. Yeah, but, boy, he, he definitely he definitely knew he was doing something big. Oh, my God. Yeah. And in total, only six people were murdered in this whole thing. All six of them were students at UCSB. Yeah. I'm going to read their names off for you. So there's George Chen, Cheng Wan, who went by James Hong, Weehan, who went by David Wang, Catherine Brianne Cooper, Christopher Ross Michaels Martinez and Veronica Elizabeth Weiss. And then 14 other people were injured from being run over and shot at, but only 11 of them had to go to the hospital for their injuries. I mean, thank God. Uh, yeah, I was going to say if there's anything positive to come out of that, it, it, it could have been way worse. It could have been. So, so I mean, God. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 20 people. He killed six, injured a total of, well, 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a total of 20 victims in yeah. what was maybe an hour? I mean. Yeah, or, or it, maybe, it was kind of long God amount of damn. time. Yeah. But uh, with this whole escapade, mm-hmm. it brought up a lot of conversation around misogyny. And sparked the hashtag not all men movement. Oh. Well now I feel Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So it was originally meant to show that hashtag not all men were misogynist and horrible Mm. people, but we also know how that ended up getting derailed with because I wanna say shortly after that was the big Me Too movement. Oh, okay, that explains. Yeah, I see what you mean. Not and so much. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of got overshadowed by that. 
Well, because then that also started the hashtag yes all women movement, which is that hashtag yes all women experience sexism and misogyny at some point Mm. in their lives. We cannot escape it. Yeah. And, like, I can say that that is at least true from, like, my own experience. And I was going to say, I I imagine if not close to 100%, 90%, you know, a a vast majority of it is at the hands of men. Like, the... Yeah. It's not like... Yeah, it's a pretty clear-cut idea of, like, who is committing this sort of uh, misogyny and whatnot. I can say I have yet to be catcalled by a woman. (laughs) They they don't seem to be big on that. No, I I have been catcalled by men on the street, and it is pretty uncomfortable. The as a man, I can just say I have never understood that. I don't know. The only thing I can think is just it's a sort of cultural thing that has been perpetuated partially through the media, like watching movies and stuff. As a younger person, you get kind of ingrained to think that not only is that acceptable, but that it's desired and I have never understood that even even like growing up watching movies that had that kind of thing. I've never understood what that drive is. And I'm at least pleased to know that as I've gotten older that, yeah, no, that's not acceptable behavior. Like as a younger person, I was correct to be confused by that behavior because it is not cool. Nobody yeah. seems to want it. It doesn't make any sense. Stop it. Yeah, actually, I think a few weeks ago, I think is when it was, I was walking into our office and I passed by a guy and because I didn't smile at him, he was like, oh, like you should smile. And I just kind of looked at him and he's like, wow, you don't have to be such a bitch. And I was like, oh, I'm just trying to go to work. That, yeah, that's the Thank other you. thing. Like, yeah, like it's suddenly like, I didn't have fault. enough time to even react to what just happened, but I'm the right. asshole. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the heart of that sort of misogyny is that they're so good at not only are they going to essentially assault you, um, but then it's your fault. Like, because because you don't elicit the reaction. For some reason, he thinks that you are supposed to be grateful for his attention. I'm supposed to be grateful that he's telling me I should smile and I'm like right. trying <laughs> to get into the door at work. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not paying attention to what this dude is doing. I don't know who he is. I don't care. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was, I don't know if you and I had talked about it in one of our previous recordings, but I've I've had a, a recent stint of my own in in very brief therapy, but it's given me a new perspective on the idea that like can you imagine how much better our world would be if even like half of the population through like all previous generations had therapy and just like we've learned how to treat each other better. It, yeah. it just, it feels like we are, we are just barely like hitting the, the tip of the iceberg for where we can improve our mental health. Oh, and yeah. it's like, if that had started generations ago, it's weird to think of like how better our society could be, but oh, uh, people are dicks. And the misogyny was just like, even like a quarter less of like what it is now, I feel like the world yeah. would be so different. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, the idea that women even still go on dates is shocking. Like that, 
it's it's amazing with how horrible most men seem to be it's amazing that the human race even continues to go oh gosh matt i got i have stories i canceled so many dates on men well and that's like i'm this is going to sound kind of narcissistic but i'm starting to learn that i'm unusual in my treatment of women i guess because every single person i've talked to within the last year including women that i have been on dates with just every single one has at least one really genuinely terrifying horror story and oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you some horror uh, stories after this because okay. <laughs> yeah. and just the sort of uh ridiculous um not dichotomy necessarily, but but the 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 unfair balance of that in the because I don't have any stories like that. Like the if anyone ever questions the idea of like male privilege, just talk to women about dates that they've been on. And if yeah. as a man you have anything that is even remotely comparable, okay, maybe you don't experience male privilege that much. But I'm willing to bet in the in the upper ninety percentile, most men don't even have anything close to what almost every woman has in terms of just horrible date stories. Yeah, it's um it's why I like am very careful like if I'm going out with friends about like what time I'm mm-hmm. meeting them and trying to like time it just right where I'm maybe only waiting like 5 to 10 minutes for like my yeah. friend to show up. Mhm. Which I actually did very well when I went out last week. I, as I was pulling in, I passed my friend as she was walking to the door. <laughs> so she saw me in my car and then waited till like I walked to her so we could walk in nice. together. Yeah. Because it, it, sorry, go ahead. It's just that like you don't want people like harassing you and yeah. you don't want to put yourself in an unsafe situation. Yeah. It, well, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, but. Um... For anyone who's curious, there's a... I should probably see if I could find it. Uh, maybe I'll post it later. There's there's a YouTube video out there that is... Um, I think it's like 10 or 15 minutes, and it's I just... I think we've about, talked about this, where okay, it's like the, the woman the, getting ready, and then yes, the man's okay. like the last like ha- like 30 seconds of it. Yeah, it's nothing. Like, I'm going to really, be back later. Bye. Yeah, he just walks out, because he doesn't, he doesn't have a care in the world. And the it's just... like, here's where I'm... Here's where I'm going. Here's what this guy looks like. Here's the address. Here's what we're supposed to be doing. Here's my shared location. Here's yeah. I've got my my uh, my pepper spray. I've got my whistle, my rape whistle. Which like the fact that those even exist is yeah. uh, just another sad statement about our society. But one thing that I didn't think to comment on the last time we talked about it is, as I recall. There's also a difference in just enthusiasm, because even through all of this, the woman, as they're showing her preparing for her date, still seems really optimistic. And the dude is equally nonchalant about like, see you later. And like, he doesn't just the the difference of like hopefulness and potential fallout of just going on a date is so vastly different. It's. Yeah, it is. It makes you sad. It is because of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. People like Elliot Roger that scare women. Yeah. That's what, like, it's amazing that the human race keeps going. Because, like, any dude who, who hears any of these stories and doesn't acknowledge or, like, 
accept the idea that it's amazing that women still go out on dates at all. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know how the human race continues. That's that's yeah. uh, the end of my TED talk. Yes. Uh, so, do you have any? Ratings for our pairings before we sign off and I tell you horrible date stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, I don't know what this says about me, but Cool Ranch Doritos, 10 out of 10. I don't care what anybody says. They're phenomenal. Uh, I, I prefer the cheese over the okay. Cool Ranch, personally, yeah. but I do like the Cool Ranch ones. Okay, well, then I'm, I'm, I hope it doesn't feel like a wasted pairing, then. It's there. No, there's still, no there's I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah like I a nice little personal bag. Nice. Yeah, I, I got, I got the, the big one because I know I was going to snack on them later. I, I don't even know why. I can't really, because they're not really even, like, when you think of the flavor of ranch, they're not really, like... Like like ranch dressing kind of flavored. I don't know. They they have such a strangely unique flavor. But um, in the UK, this... they call them original. Really? Original. Like so, for us, you think like the original Dorito flavor is the cheese. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Cool Ranch like came second, but for no them, shit. Cool Ranch is like the original flavor. That's just like what it's called is original. And then it's like the nacho. Cheese. They have a different name for it, though. Well, now I might have to look up the history of Doritos because I wouldn't have assumed. And maybe that's just like the British, or like maybe Ranch Doritos went to Britain before any other Dorito. But I can't help wondering. Tangy cheese is what it is. It's tangy cheese, not nacho cheese. Really? Like even to this day, not like when it was introduced. Like in Britain, they call them tangy cheese. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Speaking of, of foreign Doritos, have you seen, I don't know how many stores they're in, but apparently it's a big deal in Canada, uh, ketchup-flavored chips, and Doritos started releasing ketchup. They just started doing it. They have the ketchup yeah. and then mustard. I oh, have not tried them, and I'm, like, kind of afraid to. I haven't seen the mustard ones, but now I'm intrigued. I, I have been fortunate enough to try the ketchup ones. I kind of hate myself for saying it, but I really liked them. They're... I found the photo of the Doritos. Oh, okay. <laughs> the originals? Full original. Look at that. Even the coloring is slightly different. Oh, and they're cool. They're and cool. then tangy cheese. Oh, look at the Yeah, tangy cheese. Oh, my gosh. Full original and tangy cheese. Cool I just original. I thought it was really funny, and I, like, mentioned it to my flatmates because I definitely, like, had to try them. And I was like, yeah, your flavors are different. Yeah. Our flavors. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, we call these ones Cool Ranch. Like, they're not original. There's no, like, original <laughs> flavor. And they're like, that's weird. I'm like, well, ah, maybe it is that there isn't, like, a plain or, like, original flavor of Doritos. Yeah. I'm like, that I always thought the, like, first flavor was cheese. And they're like, that's weird. That is, yeah, because that is kind of their flagship. Like, you assume that that is the That's number one. Thought. Yeah. Um, this kind of ages me, but I still, my brain still first goes to uh, Cooler Ranch because it was like a thing Ooh, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, they were trying to, like, everything was getting amped up and everything's more extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, when I first really started liking the, the ranch Doritos, they were cool nope. ranch. And so I still think of them. They, I mean, they didn't change anything. The same fucking flavors. But yeah. It's the same flavor. 
Oh, 90s. How did we survive you? Um, as for the you know, drink... The best oh, we could. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you did, you did the you best. You did what you can. Um, I think the drink hit exactly the notes that I wanted. It's not super... Like, I'm it's give not... It a seven. Yeah, I would say a six or a seven. It's, it's that kind of... It's, oddly enough, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. It doesn't, like, totally mask the alcohol... And it's sort yeah. of a flat soda flavor. It's it really is the perfect kind of like this is a mixed drink, but it's not really a full cocktail, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, a mixologist did not make this, which I am absolutely this is not the college kid cocktail of I threw shit mm -hmm. together. Exactly. And yeah. the day, which perfect. I still do. So <laughs> I was so pleased with it because I'm like, no, yeah, that's that's what a college kid would do. A college kid would look at like, well, you know, like Stan bought some vodka. The other guy bought some brandy and there's some stuff up there. I'm just going to mix some shit together. Oh, there's Mountain Dew in the fridge. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say the drink is uh, about a six. It's um, it's not great, but it'll get the job done. And yeah. uh, together they're uh, together. They're about a seven. I mean, I'm going to go eight. I really do love Cool Ranch Doritos. It pulls the drink up so much. Because at a certain point for me... I, I would agree with that. Yeah, at a certain point for me, the drink is just a palate cleanser with some alcohol in it to just get me between bites of chips. Yeah. It is. Um, and where can the people find us? I was just going to say, if you have any recommendations or hate mail, please email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us on the tweeters at uh, peculiarpairpod. You can find us on Instagram at peculiarpairingspod and uh, check us out on Patreon. Why not? Yes. Uh, no misogyny, please. I won't stand for it. Yeah, I feel like... No sexism. If you... Yeah, if you're out there doing that, just go away. Don't don't, don't tag me. I don't yeah, want to be involved. Don't tag me. Don't don't try to FaceTime me. Don't I don't have an iPhone anyway. <laughs> None of those. No don't, thanks. Yeah, don't snap me. Don't insta me. You can if you're working on yourself, I would love to hear your story. But if you're not, yeah, yeah. fuck yourself. I love yeah. a good transformation. Bettering yeah. oneself. A friend of mine recently, I had never visited Reddit. I've never, I really didn't know anything about it, but within like the last year and a half, probably I've kind of become obsessed with it. And every so often I'm going through my feed and there are posts of like, I used to be a horrible racist. I used to be a horrible misogynist. Oh. And there are a surprisingly num high number of like just heartwarming stories of people who were like, I recognize how I was wrong and I'm trying to make myself better. And I'm like, that's nice. It just it makes yeah. you feel like people can and and like some people, people can change. Yeah, so people can change, and there are some people out there who are genuinely actively trying to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes you think, okay, maybe you know, maybe maybe our society can get better. Yeah, just maybe. Just maybe. Well, until next note, time, listeners. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you. Oh, do we know what we're doing next time? Yes. We're talking about mummies and the Victorian era. Wait, I don't know what I was wondering. We're talking about mummies. We're talking yeah. about mummies. Yeah, they're walking the streets of London. 
Getting Look all crazy. Like Egyptian. I do like that song. I'm not sure if that's like, like culturally inappropriate, but it is a fun song, like from the '80s. I have absolutely no idea. It probably is. Well, because I think that like they're like referring to the the poses that they take in hieroglyphics and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. we can dive into that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>